0: I'm April. I'm John B.
1: And I'm Jim. And this is Topic Lords, the only place on the internet you can hear topics discussed. April, would you like to introduce yourself or do you have anything to plug?
0: Um, My name's April. I'm a park ranger and occasional guest of the show, also known as Jim's wife. And I don't have anything to plug.
1: And John, would you like to introduce yourself or do you have anything to plug?
2: John B., don't call it a comeback, even though I'm coming back.
1: (laughs) Welcome.
2: Last time I threatened it'd be my last appearance, but here I am by special request.
1: We had to, we had to let you your microphone redeem itself.
2: Yeah. As, sorry, I as I was explaining pre-show, <laughs> I have like three different microphones hooked up to the computer, only one of which is a dedicated headset.
1: You're not the first and you won't be the last.
2: Yay, audio is fun. <laughs> uh plugging. No, you know, I'm I'm still on Twitter at you old so and so. I might have to change it sometime because I mistakenly did the thing where I used the same name for a work thing and the thing I don't want work to see. Uh Uh-oh. So oops! it might be easier to change it there. I'm not sure. I probably won't, though, because I'm lazy. (laughs) That's fair. Plugging things, uh, nothing of my own to plug. I have just started uh, catching up on a friend's podcast, though. Another friend's other podcast called The OST Party, as in original soundtrack. Uh-huh. Done by my friends Joseph and Libby, and I really enjoy it. Not just because I know them. It's that thing. It's like oh, I'll get to it eventually. But it,
1: what's the gist?
2: Uh, it's it's a movie and music podcast. So looking at the soundtracks of movies and the movies themselves, kind of. Joe's really into movies, and Libby's really into music, and they pick a lot of movies with uh, iconic kind of soundtracks. You know, the kinds that people would buy and listen to as albums.
1: Oh, yeah. neat. That's cool.
2: It's a lot of fun. They're fun people, and they're they're great host so I haven't been on uh, I don't know if I'll ever be on but
1: <laughs> I, I have to admit when I thought for a second you were about to plug topic lords I was excited because I don't think anybody's ever plugged topic lords on the show I mean I
2: can mm-hmm. you know I obviously enjoy the show enough to kick a couple <laughs> quarters into the can every once in a while
1: yeah I appreciate that <laughs> I want to plug something uh, you you lost your chance hey. you can't plug anything anymore I-
0: the ruler of the house
1: okay all right
2: I mean it can go first edit it in post and it'll be first
0: exactly just do that
1: Um, I can do it for you it's easy all right I'll let you edit this episode okay
0: Uh, I'd like to plug the, the TV show The Expanse
1: tell us about that
0: I watched like the first season many years ago and then was like, oh, that's really good. I can't wait for the second season to come out and then never watch the second season. And then my my friend Joe reminded me about The Expanse recently. It's just like super good space politics kind of show. The basic premise is that humans are now like space colonizers and they've colonized Mars and they're terraforming it and they have colonize like the like asteroid belts that are around um i think it's like saturn and mm, what's the other big one jupiter jupiter thank you there's so there's the there's martians there's earthers and there's belters and there's just like this very very fragile piece that is basically falling apart and you follow several different groups of people and it's really good it's it's really good sci-fi
1: is this the show that uh amazon prime took over because yes. jeff bezos liked it
0: yes it got cancelled on i think it was sci-fi or a m c or what's the other one
1: history channel
0: <laughs> it's like that
2: i f c the t n t
0: yeah t n t like one of those um one of those cable you know channels cancelled it and jeff bezos liked it so just and brought it back
1: to life. He issued an edict.
0: And he's got enough money yeah. to probably colonize the belt.
1: <laughs> but I don't think he actually spent his own money doing this. I think it well, was just like...
0: Yes, you're right. <laughs> I, I kind of feel like any time anyone buys anything from Amazon, it just goes directly
1: into his pocket. So. Right, right. Not not even his bank account. Yeah, just his like, pocket. He's got a Wi-Fi enabled pockets.
2: <laughs> That's like a very Ted Turner kind of move, it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. I think he needs to make a few more of those Ted Turner
0: type moves.
1: I mean, I would be really happy if billionaires started funding art.
0: Mm-hmm. Or like paid taxes. Or that. would be fine too.
1: Or if they paid taxes. Yeah. I'd could. like
0: that. But yeah. The only thing, only complaint I have about it is that it falls into that trap that like, I feel like 90% of modern film and TV falls into where everything on the screen is either blue or orange.
2: Oh, man, that's like so 10 years ago. What are they?
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, what's the, it's What's the new pair of colors?
2: Uh, <laughs> I think it's just green now. I don't know. Uh, I was I was yeah. i was seeing complaints about that on on Twitter when you mastering or remastering things.
0: Yay! Hello, Kitty.
1: Oh, we've got a visitor.
2: Hello, Kitty, that's not in the bucket.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: now she's inserting herself.
0: Yeah, she might you might get some purrs on yeah, this let's podcast. Yeah, let's see
1: if we get some Well, let's a moment of silence so that she can turn to the microphone.
2: My cat's yelling at the door too, so maybe I'll let her in. (laughs) One moment. Okay, my cat is in the room.
0: Meow. Meow. Go here. I'll
2: have to give her a link to the Discord now too. Now that she's on the show.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we can post a picture of Spookity. She's a very sweet kitty, but she doesn't like strangers. <laughs> yes, she's a scary cat. It's
2: a good thing I'm on headphones then.
0: That's right. She doesn't know that there's another <laughs> person. She thinks that we're just being weirdos sitting next to each other and not looking at each other while we talk.
1: Uh, are we ready to start up some topics?
0: Yes.
2: I'm ready. My
0: cat's ready.
1: April, your first topic is woodworking.
0: Oh, yeah. Woodworking. I mean, I'm a park ranger by trade, so you would think that I would be like good at woodworking, but that's not necessarily true. Um, I'm I'm good at lots of things. In fact, I have lots of skills, but not necessarily any specialties. Kind of a generalist. Generalist, yeah. And my um, personal evaluation from my supervisor last year, she had us like write down a, a few goals that we had for 2020, and my goal was to get better at like woodworking, like kind of all aspects of it, like using power tools like chop saws or table saws and routers and that sort of thing, as well as just like building, you know, boxes or shelves or, um, you know, any kind of thing that requires kind of like a finer, control of the materials because i've you know i've i've built plenty of like single and double rail fences and that's kind of just like really um crude carpentry i would say you know you don't have to worry particularly about whether or not something is square um or even like too much about like how level something is particularly for like a single rail fence because a lot of times they're on uneven terrain So I wanted to learn to like work on my skills to just be better at making things that are like a little bit finer. And it turns out that I really like it, which surprised me. So much so that I like reorganized our entire wood shop at work and like bought us a bunch (laughs) of more tools. And I get annoyed when I walk in there and like someone has been working in there and then like they put all the tools back in the wrong places or they don't put the tools back at all. You know, I have a little bit of ownership, I guess, is what that kind of comes down to. And I've made some really like neat things. I made a I've made a couple of mailboxes. I've made a bird box and I'm currently working on making some food storage boxes for our campground. For people to be able to put their food in, not to protect from bears, but to protect from like turkeys and <laughs> and raccoons, because if you leave your food out on your table, like they will definitely get into it. But if you put it in a like a cupboard, they won't be able to. So yeah, I don't know. I've just been really, really liking it and like kind of the the peacefulness of like working through the the steps of like designing something and then like bringing it into fruition.
1: Yeah. that sounds really fun.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Do you guys do, I know you don't do word woodworking. How about you, John?
2: I don't really have the space for it. I live in an apartment.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
2: And my space is filled with other things. You know, I could, if I really wanted to, I could probably clear off desk space somewhere, get rid of some stuff. And do like real simple non-powered kind of hand tool work yeah maybe a power drill but but not like a drill press my only real experience with woodworking was uh uh shops type class in middle school
1: oh yeah oh yeah I made a wooden duck oh nice <laughs> neat
2: yeah my grandpa was a, uh did some woodworking but uh, I was too young when he passed to actually uh you know really get into that with him or anything. Yeah. So yeah, it was pretty much, you know, three years in middle school uh, doing that and some other things. I remember kind of enjoying it, but not being particularly great at it or being able to tell if I was doing too well.
0: Mm-hmm. I
2: still have a couple of pieces. One was, I guess, I can't remember how many of our projects actually had a goal. I know one in particular was just do these things, use the uh, use the heating bar to melt this plastic element Use the drill press to press a couple holes in it, not necessarily in that order, because it's much easier to uh, press holes in it when it's flat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, plane a piece of wood down, you know, cut it to size, plane it down, stain it, and then screw screw one piece to the other. And I guess we kind of used it as like a pen holder. You could put the pens in the holes and they right. sit on the wood block. And the other one was a napkin holder, which we were using for quite a while. Uh, at home until I think parts of it finally came unglued,
1: mm. but as the expert you could you could fix it by regluing it.
2: You can do that
0: <laughs> you can Apparently, glue, yeah, I'm the you, expert. you can reglue something and then clamp it and it'll 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 most likely like stay together for a while. maybe that's why I got a d on that project. I don't know
2: <laughs> that's one thing that always stuck out with me the class was, the, the class was okay, but I would guess it's because I took too long, but I got a D and never really figured out why. I just think I wasn't very efficient at it.
1: Huh? I just didn't like your face.
0: Oh,
2: that's well, that's possible. <laughs> that's not so nice. You know, I'd, it's I'd, okay.
1: I've never seen his face. I don't know. His face is right there. Yeah, but it's so small.
2: You've seen my face, maybe, if it didn't get buried under everything else on Twitter.
1: Maybe. Do you post selfies?
2: Uh, not often you know if you want a picture i can send you some later
1: that's okay i if i don't if i never see your face i can keep insulting it and not feel bad
0: rude <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah that that's pretty much my experience with woodworking
0: yeah i i forgot about wood shop we actually did this really cool thing in my wood shop in, in middle school where we got, were given like balsa wood sticks and we were instructed to design a bridge out of them Uh like our goal was to try to make a bridge that was like the strongest compared to our our classmates and the way the teacher tested them was by attaching a bucket to the bottom of the bridge like he would put the bridge on between like two bricks and then he would attach a bucket to the bottom of it and he would slowly add weights to it until your bridge collapsed
1: so was like a single point of pressure
0: yeah and mine was the best because I'm the best.
1: You're just a natural at
0: at bridge building. Yeah, I just made it at a, a, like a ton of triangles because I remember hearing that triangles are like a strong form.
1: Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, we
2: did a similar thing in class, not wood shop, but you know something simpler with like popsicle sticks. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the only design principle takeaway I remember from that.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, it was,
2: it was like the only guidance. So that was really provided.
0: But yeah, that was fun.
2: That is fun. Have you have you tried the Bridge Constructor games?
0: No, I haven't. I don't really play PC games very much, so I imagine they're probably PC games. They're on Switch. Oh yeah, at least
2: some of them. Yeah.
0: Okay, I you, might check it out. You then. might
1: be into World of Goo.
0: World of Goo. That's a good. That yeah. sounds amazing.
1: What does that have to do with bridges? Oh, uh, you build a lot of bridges in that game. Interesting.
2: <laughs> yeah, you build a lot of structures. Uh, the triangle is the triangle is very mighty there as well. But you build them out of little goo balls that attach to each other. and uh,
1: It's adorable. Okay.
2: Usually you try to build the tallest tower with the fewest number of balls and have enough leftover materials to uh, make it across the finish line. Because the, bo- the goo balls are uh, semi-sentient.
1: So if you... We're trying to fit woodworking into a room in this house, like not the garage. It would be the garage. But if you could, if you were, if we lived in an apartment, uh-huh. no garage, uh-huh. what would you do that would scratch the woodworking itch, even if it wasn't actually woodworking?
0: Hmm. Uh, I don't know. Like a lot of the appeal is like Fold using origami, is using the saws and the smell of of sawdust. Oh yeah, and. The kind of screechy, loud whir of the blades. Yeah, like a lot of that is like it is the the cool parts, you know. Maybe like bonsai.
2: Oh, hmm. that is a form of woodworking, I suppose.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's something I've I've always been interested in, but I've never gotten into. And who has free time these days?
1: That's true. Not, <laughs> not people with a kid.
2: I mean, lots of people have free time these days, but everybody's situation is different.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm working full time, so, like, and not not at home. So, I can't even, like, pretend to be working full time. You know, I actually have to be working full time. Yeah. Uh, I wish I could work from bed. <laughs>
2: What's your favorite tool or uh, process? I know you mentioned kind of the highlights there a bit, but...
0: yeah. I actually really love, um, putting together the project, um, particularly with like wood glue and clamps. Uh-huh. Um, like that is super satisfying to like, get it like perfect, like everything lined up, you know, everything in its like right place. And you have to be like kind of quick cause you don't want the glue to dry really fast, but you also want to be like really precise and you want to get like everything kind of square. So you have to use like the right clamping methods and i find that really satisfying to like have everything kind of clamped down and then just like pick it up by its clamp and be like ha ha <laughs> i did it and then be like where am i gonna put this so that it can dry because we don't actually have a lot of space in our wood shop; it's really small compared to like a lot of wood shops. and so i'm always like where am i gonna put this so that someone can use the space if they need this <laughs> So yeah, my like projects will just be in these like random corners and someone will walk in and they'll be like, "What are you making? <laughs> what's that over there?"
2: Yeah, anytime I anytime I have to do a small thing where I like even just glue something that broke back together, that's always an issue.
0: Like, what do you do with it then? Yeah. Do
2: I hang it in the bathroom? Do I <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Every every free inch of space is covered in computer or video game stuff, so <laughs> it's
1: <laughs> I was thinking about what's the What's the equivalent step for like cooking a meal? Uh-huh. For uh, the, like the putting everything together, and I guess it's plating the meal plating at the it. end of it. Yeah, and that's the part that I take the least care in. Yeah,
0: you're just like slop.
1: <laughs> There's your food.
0: Yeah, it's it's edible. I mean, it adds to the
2: experience. But if you're if you're yeah,
1: done, you
0: do eat with your
1: eyes. That's true, and that's something that I should probably work on.
0: I mean, because your it, food is, it is always looks like,
1: delicious. Well, thank you. Yeah. But it is like, it, it is one of the senses that you use to consume a meal.
0: Yeah. It's the first one you use.
1: hmm
0: Well, potentially smelling is the yeah. first one. Probably smell. Sm-
1: smell it as it's being cooked. hmm
0: I love that you cook now because it's so much better than when I cook.
1: <laughs> because, well, you were saying it's because by the time you're done cooking a meal, you don't want to eat it anymore. Yes. That sounds terrible. Because it's,
0: it, it doesn't happen every time, but it happens most of the time. And it sucks.
1: Right. Yeah. I'm also happy with this new hobby.
0: Yeah, it's pretty much the best. I love it. I come home and he's just like, here's dinner. And I'm no, just like... No, no,
1: no. You come home and then I'm like, watch the kid while I make dinner.
2: <laughs> okay, okay, that's true. Sharing responsibility.
0: <laughs> but that's what I want to do anyway. Right, right, right. <laughs> that's your punishment
1: gotta spend time with my son
0: oh the thing that i've been wanting to do all day i get to do it he can't
2: even use a power drill what good
0: (laughs) not yet oh he's getting
2: there he's trying i'm sure (laughs) (laughs) building up that grip strength
0: he can play knock knock now
2: knock knock
0: like knock, like almost he can almost he'll, do a knock knock yeah. joke. He'll
1: close a door and then knock on it.
0: Or if you if he closes the door and you knock on it, he'll say, "Who is it?" <laughs> and then you open the door and he'll say, "It's Mama."
2: Oh, it's, <laughs> it's like a combination between peekaboo and a knock a knock joke. Yeah, it
0: is.
1: It, it is, is like is. that. It's yeah, super
0: cute.
2: <laughs> it's already a game developer. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you, your your comment about plating to Jim reminded me about you know, quotes about game development where a lot of the time, most of the work is actually in just finishing the thing. Oh yeah. You you have the skeleton and then to actually make it a game that people enjoy, it's all just that extra stuff.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. If I spent 90% of the time of cooking a meal, plating it, it would be inc- probably be incredibly well plated.
0: It would also be cold.
1: Yeah. I'd have to put it back in the oven.
2: <laughs> Knowing you, you'd, You'd probably have to put too many secrets in it too.
0: Yeah, and like Jim doesn't <coughs> mind eating cold food, but I absolutely hate it. <laughs> so I, I don't think I'd be okay with this.
2: Oh, cold pizza is a topic for another time then. Yeah,
0: no. I'm. A, I cold pizza's all right, but not like the first time it's been eaten. You know, like I don't want to get a like a, a cold pizza delivered <laughs> from some, the pizza place.
1: Eat some frozen pizza right out of the out of the freezer. <laughs> yeah. Are we ready for another topic? Yeah. Sounds good. John, your topic is mentors and mentorship in general.
2: Yep. So, like a lot of the things I put in the bucket, uh most of this is incredibly navel-gazing and looking at my own life. I'm just thinking about mentors and mentorship in general. Did did you two have any mentors for your chosen fields of career and study?
1: I did. Yeah, I um I had a mentor who was my mom's boyfriend of 20 years. Uh, and he was uh, he, he he taught me to program and he also like shaped my mental processes in a lot of different ways like I, I feel like I, I think a lot more um, analytically and speak a lot more unambiguously because of him but I'm not sure I actually liked him as a person for much of that time but but he definitely had like a, a pull on people like a very cult leader kind of figure yeah
0: Yeah, from the stories you've told about him, he sounds like the kind of person that I wouldn't necessarily like.
1: Yeah. But he does
0: sound interesting.
1: Very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting, very magnetic, very uh, brilliant guy. Like, definitely the smartest person I've ever met.
0: But also, like, not a nice person, necessarily. Right. Yeah. Which is, I'm much more interested in being around kind people than I am about being around smart people. Yeah. On a whole. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I I think a lot of people uh, grow into that kind of uh, mentality too and realize they want that yep so so not like outright mean but
1: no not not a mean person but hard to get along with yeah like not great at social stuff (laughs)
0: like he seemed very exacting
1: yeah exacting and also like a lot surer about like his interpretation of social situations than he should have been
2: Yeah. Wow. I, I hit something there. Okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah. um, Let's see. Did I have a mentor? You know, I've, I've certainly had in my field, I've definitely looked up to certain people and gotten along with them really well. And so I find it, I find it a lot easier to learn from people if I feel like safe around them and I feel like they're like a fun person, you know, and they're not going to be like, judging me and and that's the one another thing about our job is that we're always learning and that there's always someone who can do something better than you and so there's a lot of opportunities to learn but there's also a lot of men in particular um in my field and cuz it's just a male dominated field and a lot of them have this like i work harder and and better at everything than everyone else kind of mentality. I've run into that a lot and it's extremely off-putting. And even if they are more talented than almost everyone or they do work harder than almost everyone, like I still don't want to be around that because it's just gross. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Because I really don't give a shit how hard people work as long as they kind of show up and do something. <laughs> Yeah. Um, like, that's not what I value in a coworker so much, you know, like I value people who are capable of being a good team player and, you know, kind of have a good like moral compass and provide like excellent customer service for the people that use the park and, you know, are helpful to their coworkers. Like those are really the the value the things that I value out of other people. It's not really about like wow, this person's an excellent plumber. Definitely always want to work with this person. You know, like it's like, well, plumbing, anyone can do plumbing. You know, you work at it hard enough, you're going to figure it out. It's not that hard. (laughs) So um, I've definitely had, I never really thought of them as mentors, but like thinking back, like definitely I can think of like a couple of co-workers who like I've probably learned the most from. And so in that way, in retrospect, I think that they definitely qualify as mentors. But at the time, I really just thought of them as friends.
2: Uh huh. I mean, I kind of have a similar experience. I, there's not really anybody I can point to as a definitive mentor, but I've only really had a couple of contexts where I I would have encountered some. Mm-hmm. And certainly, that was that was college and in volunteer work. So I studied math in college and I volunteered at the library for so, uh, a few years.
0: Libraries are the best.
2: <laughs> it's That's a recurring topic on this show. <laughs> <laughs> people people working in and using libraries and being the best. You should um, have
1: Mara on this show. That's a good idea. I can't believe you haven't had Mara on this show. Uh, now that I think about it, I'm, I'm going to write that down.
0: <laughs> Sorry, go on, John. Make a note in your copybook. Speaking of libraries, she's a librarian, so
2: it's totally understandable. I, I accidentally know several myself. <laughs> unrelated to voluntary. but yeah, so so in college, I know um, there were certainly professors in in the math department who uh, engaged with me in a way that could have developed into a mentorship kind of uh, relationship. But for some reason, I think I was still growing up and getting used to the idea of adults being just people.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So I, I never really took that on or really ran with it. I also terminally ne- uh, never know what I want to do with myself, so that's part of it. But uh, it was a relatively small department, and we'd have the same professors over, so some of that stuff just happened naturally. Mm-hmm. But but I never I never really did uh, kind of engage with them on that level. And then at the library, it. it I learned things from from the people there, and i guess I guess one librarian was kind of my mentor. We worked closely together on on uh developing a gaming program for kids, and then that in turn sort of begat uh suddenly kind of thrust me into a mentorship type role oh neat so uh, have you have you mentored anybody?
0: yeah, I certainly have we have uh, a position at work called uh, student laborers, and they're just students that that work with rangers and kind of do grunt work. They're almost always either like late high school, early college age. And, you know, for an entire summer, you'll just have this teen working with you and you you teach them everything, you know, and sometimes they're great workers and sometimes they aren't um, and you just got to deal with it. And sometimes they really appreciate you and sometimes they don't. (laughs) But you know, I always try to be like really approachable and i've had some i've I've had some really great student laborers in fact i'm still I'm still friends with one of them. i've pl- uh, played d and d with one of them
2: it's It's weird being in that in that position i I've been trying to learn how to deal with impos- imposter syndrome as it relates to a mentorship kind of role. Oh
0: same <laughs> yeah
2: like I've, I've never really had anybody I've taken under my wing. Like specifically, I guess, but you know, I I, I strike up little friendships or whatever with uh, kids I'm either running a program for or I work with kids.
1: I think I think friendships is a, are a good way to think about it. Like my, I looking back on it, I have also I've mentored a couple of people in programming, but both of them were just friends who were learning and would just pepper me with questions over I am and in both cases i think i was like that's a very helpful resource to if if there's if you're trying to learn a topic and there's just somebody who knows who who you can just ask questions to and they definitely know the answer mm-hmm. uh-huh. that's extremely useful
2: yeah and you, and you don't have to like parse the sentence to figure out where how on google to find this thing
1: <laughs> right or you yeah. don't it's have the of,
2: word for it
1: like it's a, like a human stack overflow yeah yeah it's like looking back on it, I was in a mentor role, but I just thought of them as being my friends who I who I was helping out.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I guess I've been that way f- with with math for a few of my friends too. There you go. O- always good to know. Always good to know somebody who knows math.
0: Yep. Yeah, I definitely don't know math, <laughs>
2: or, or at least can look up the things they forgot about math and then pass right, them right. on to you. <laughs> yeah. I think the only other, one other potential mentor figure uh, in my life was was my uncle, who I've only met as a non-infant uh, one time, but he's a programmer and he had a, uh, he brought his laptop and I didn't have a computer at the time as a kid. And so me and my siblings uh, spent a lot of time while he was uh, vacationing with us, messing around on that. And I remember among the things he had on there were like the original Zork. And some form of net hack or rogue, and it was it was a while after that that like I encountered those really you know again on my own or like the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, right? So yeah, he, he was he was young when uh, the home computer market was was just happening, like hobby kits and things like that in the late seventies. So that's that's been his thing. Been trying to get back in contact with him, but the last time I looked, I found a, I found a patent with his name on it.
1: Oh, you're completely out of touch with this guy.
2: Yeah, yeah, unfortunately, just just for reasons.
0: Yeah, family's complicated.
2: Uh from from everything I hear, he's a great guy, but yeah. And he was he was he was great to us and kind to let us, you know, jump on his laptop and answer questions about things. We all did art on MS Paint and he printed it out for us after he got back home.
1: Oh, <laughs> that's
0: great.
2: So that was fun.
1: That's cute.
2: I think that's what brought the topic up. I was just thinking about him when I sent that in
1: nice, I just thought of another use for our printer. Yeah. We can print out Winston's art when he draws things in MS paint. Yeah. There you go. I was just going to use it just for taxes.
0: <laughs> it's a much better use than taxes. <laughs> Agreed.
2: I remember wanting to print out every picture when I first got the internet. Oh yeah. And then, and then finding out ink doesn't last very long and isn't cheap.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. In fact, floppy disks last longer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Are we we ready for another topic? Yeah. Yep. My topic is Advent Calendar Dice. This is an idea that I had, because we're recording this in December, Mm -hmm. Uh, an idea I had for a a variant of an Advent Calendar, where instead of there being a grid of of, of doors you open, it's uh, a 26-sided die. I guess it'd be 25. 25. 25 25-sided die. I was thinking of the letters of the alphabet. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh where you roll the die and then whatever door is on top, you open that one. And if there's still candy in there and you hadn't rolled that number the previous day, you get to eat it.
0: Wow. Is it possible to have a 25 sided die?
1: Uh, I, I don't think there's a platonic solid that is twenty five sided, but there is not. I'll probably figure it out.
2: Well, yeah, I mean like the D ten is not a platonic solid, but it's you know, has kite faces on it.
1: Right.
0: But are the solids just friends?
1: Uh, See, that's, yeah, that's what it means—the
2: <laughs> platonic solid. Yep.
0: I don't actually know what it means.
1: Uh, I think it
2: means
0: <laughs> Plato the ol-
1: invented them.
0: <laughs> okay, that's the only version of the word "platonic" I know.
2: Right, right. <laughs> but, but you know what they are? Yeah. Okay. I think uh, pretty much the dice, except the D ten.
0: What's wrong with the D ten? That one's a fine dice.
2: All the all the faces are not regular polygons.
1: Right. That's the definition of a platonic solid: is that it's a 3d solid constructed of faces that are all themselves regular polygons
0: d10 triangle it's uh, it's made of little kite
1: faces kite faces
0: okay you're right you're right kites are pretty decent uh shape i like them yeah
1: you can you
2: can make a d10 out of them (laughs) (laughs) so yeah advent calendar dice huh
0: i like it i think that if you forget about it at the end of the year, and you just throw throw it back into the you know the bins with all the other Christmas stuff, and yeah. then like the next day or the next year, you're just gonna have like sixteen gross chocolates just like moldering away in there.
1: Yeah, from yeah. The ones that you, you didn't get at the end of December, you can't roll the die again.
0: You can't after you, the 25th. You, have you just, just have to throw it into the bucket. You that's can't. Right. I mean, you probably should empty it out, but.
1: No, that's what the incinerate button is for. <laughs> oh, I like that. That's that's. You fun. can also just tap the incinerate button lightly to caramelize the chocolate. Mm,
0: I like that. We we just got Winston a little wooden advent calendar. Thing. This is
1: actually why I put it in the bucket. Yeah,
0: And I was like playing with it with him today or this evening because he wanted to play with it. And I couldn't get the 22 door to open. Like it's glued shut. So I'm going to have to like break out a screwdriver and like chisel it open you or something. To bring
1: home a Dremel from work?
0: Uh, no, I'll be able to do it with the tools we have here. Okay. Yeah. But I just was—I just thought that was funny. He was like, so, "Hard to do, hard was, to hard do." And I was like, well, "Is it?" And I was like, "Oh, this is hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> this is
1: impossible to do." So all the doors are filled now.
0: No, no. I was—we were just opening and closing oh, them. I see. Yes. I couldn't fill them because then he would just be like, "Halloween candy, yeah. you want?
1: Want some candy?" <laughs> so we're we're putting the chocolate behind each door as the day begins. <laughs> That's uh, that's probably the smart move. Yeah,
0: like filling it now. Would just you would just be like, no, you can't have any more candy, and he would just be climbing on the tables.
1: Well, and he was climbing t- on the table anyway. So,
0: <laughs> okay, well, you know, that's what he does. Mm-hmm. Tiny little naked climbing boy. Yep, he's refusing pants or shirts.
2: Run around the house naked. If you're gonna run around naked, that's a good place to do it.
0: Yeah, but he wanted to go on a walk naked this this evening. And we were just like, no, dude, you got to put on clothes. And he would not do it. So he couldn't go. He didn't get to go on a walk.
2: Sorry, I got distracted for a little bit trying to looking up if there was uh, a 25 sided polyhedron <laughs> of any kind. I don't, it doesn't appear that there's the case. You can make some 26 ones, but they're, the faces are not all the same size.
0: When I saw on the, the bucket Advent calendar dice, I thought this was about how people get advent calendars that have, like, fancy dice in them.
1: Oh, that's nice, too.
0: Yeah, because I've been watching and Maguire opening her advent calendar dice.
1: <laughs> wow, okay.
0: Yeah. That's she, that's an author that I like.
1: So I, I like the idea that behind each door would be a, num- the, a die with that number of sides on it. Oh, yeah. So behind the first door would just be a sphere. Oh. And the second door would be a coin.
0: Mm-hmm. And the third door it would be would like would a, be wide a, <laughs> a wide
1: coin. Wide <laughs> coin. Show
2: title there. Uh. <laughs> no, three. What is the three? Oh, you can roll a six. You can roll a six sided die and modify the count. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh yeah, just cool. Been there before. Okay, yeah, that would be it.
1: So it would under the three would be a six sided die and then some instructions. Oh,
0: no, I like the I like the fat coin. That's really funny. <laughs> yeah, a wide coin. Or it's just
1: a cylinder. That's what I mean by a fat coin. Yeah. Okay. Shit. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Could you make that fair?
1: Uh, you'd have to t- uh, to tweak how long the cylinder is, how how fat it is.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, would it be a matter of surface area? Because it's is it more likely to land on the rolling side or? But I don't know. Yeah, but a six-sided die—if you just label the faces one, two, and three—those kind of dice dies exist. There's just two ones, two twos, and two threes.
1: Yeah. Yep. Uh,
2: What do we do? What do we do before the advent of the advent calendar?
1: We just ate chocolate.
0: Oh man, one one of the moms that I know uh, posted on Facebook recently about like the the advent calendar that she's doing, and the advent calendar they're doing is just like they put up a. They put up like an artwork of a tree on on a wall and their kid gets to pick a sticker out of their advent calendar and decorate the Christmas tree with it. And I was just like, wow, this mom is really good at not giving their kids sugar. (laughs)
1: Like,
0: I'm pretty sure that's the whole point is that they like didn't want to just like give their kid
1: sugar. Turns out the sticker has like contact LSD on it.
0: Or it's like, I just love listening to Winston say, truck it for yeah. chocolate. Right, right.
1: <laughs> love some truck it.
0: <laughs> I was just like, wow.
1: Have any donuts?
0: <laughs> We're very different parents.
2: <laughs> I feel like Go Fish will be a good game for him when, uh, when the time is right.
0: Oh, man.
2: <laughs> go Fish, guess who? Other question asking games.
0: He hasn't figured out why yet.
1: Yeah, I'm waiting for that. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs>
0: his, his favorite right now is, what's this?
1: Right. <laughs> and then he'll just ask it again after you answer, like expecting <laughs> you to say something else.
0: That's the same thing with why that kids do. But why, do. at
1: least then, like, it makes sense. <laughs> because you have to elaborate. Well,
0: perhaps he means why um, the second time.
1: Yeah, but I, I can't just start rewarding the what's this as if it's a why. Because right. then he'll never learn to say why. Yeah.
2: If these these advent calendar dice, uh if you if you fail a roll, what's what uh, what consequences are there?
1: You don't get any chocolate that day. Oh,
2: I mean that's that's kind of like a, a neutral consequence. What's <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, so you were saying there's no no there's no 25 sided die, but if there's a 26 sided die, like the, maybe the 26th side could be There's no Christmas that year.
0: Oh, not cool. (laughs) I want my presents. Evil DM.
1: Sorry, I I rolled a natural one. Got to throw them in the garbage. Truly
0: chaotic evil. (laughs) The the advent calendar dice can shock you if you roll wrong.
2: (laughs) Maybe you can modify Candyland to actually have candy.
1: Oh, yeah. I don't actually know a, how to
0: play that game anymore. It's very you deterministic.
1: Eat, you just eat all the candy.
0: Oh,
2: the entire point—the entire point of Candyland is to teach kids about taking turns. Is it? And that it's okay—and it's okay to lose. Pretty much. That's there's no strategy. Like you, you shuffle a deck of cards, and then that's the game, right? You have a deterministic readout of what the game is going to be. There's no choices to be made.
1: Yeah, I feel like a lot of bad children's games are like that. Like did you ever play war,
0: oh yeah, uh-huh, I played war, that's like that too, yeah, I still played the hell out of war for like especially like when I was like in elementary school and middle school with my cousins, you know like in summer summer break, Christmas break,
1: like there's something to be said for a game where you have a even if you're bad at games, you still have a chance to win,
0: yeah, and then also it's just something to do,
1: yep, but we didn't have phones back then, yep. Or Mario Kart.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah I think that there is something to being bored. I think it's. I think it's important that kids n- have that feeling because then they can figure out what they like to do.
1: Yeah, they like to watch Netflix and YouTube. That's yeah, kind of a <laughs> bummer. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, I I had video games growing up, but they were not at my disposal all the time.
1: Yeah, like looking back on it, I barely had video games. At least by modern standards. Yeah. Like, because, you know, you get a couple of new games a year, maybe. Yeah,
2: Yeah, but you would still play the heck out of them.
1: That's true.
0: Right, but you would still get tired of them, too, and, like, be bored and have to figure out something else to do. Yeah. Oh, kitty.
2: And, you know, even if you had a Game Boy, you didn't always have the batteries. Or <laughs> yeah. you were not in a place with good light conditions. Right. And sometimes Mommy had to go to the DMV. <laughs> And couldn't get a sitter.
1: Sounds bad. (laughs) Sounds like a bad time.
2: Uh, It's made me resilient for this year, though, I will say that.
1: Oh, man. Imagine imagine if COVID required us all to spend the entire year at the DMV. Wow.
0: I just remember the last time I was at the DMV, I was like nine months pregnant and trying to get my name changed before I had my baby. Um, so that like his name would be accurate on his birth certificate.
1: We pulled it off.
0: We did. And that was the day that I got the diagnosis that I had, uh, gestational diabetes. So I was like an anxious mess because I was just like, Oh my God. Cause I got diagnosed like super late in the pregnancy and just like freaking out and like being enormous and waiting for like six hours to get my freaking id changed ugh, that was a long day and then i ran into like one of the general managers of my for the company that i work for there and he was like wow look at you you're looking big it was just (laughs) like thanks love hearing that Is that is that a compliment and the next time i saw him he said Wow, you look great. The last time I saw you, you were out to here. And he held his arms out really wide. And I was just like, Yeah, you're really great at compliments. Yeah,
1: I can see why this guy's in charge of people.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, a friend of mine who is also a manager was sitting next to him. And she was just like, What are you doing? You don't say that to someone. <laughs> 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 and I was just like, Thank you, Eileen.
1: I just busted your balls. Uh-huh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you don't say that about <laughs> it. So I <either. laughs> uh, just like to take a moment to point out that diabetes has come up again on my podcast. So yeah.
0: yeah, woohoo!
1: So it's three for three.
0: Yeah, I don't have diabetes anymore, though. I just had it while I was pregnant.
2: Right, but as as far as I'm concerned, that that counts for my my three peat here.
0: That does. We'll, we'll just have to make sure that the for number four,
1: we find someone I'll, with a diabetes story. I'll add in the monitor beeps in post. Beeps. <laughs> <laughs> are we ready for another topic? Yes. This is a write-in. Scott asks, please discuss Rex and Mr. Delicious.
0: Those
2: are two of my favorite Ninja Turtles characters. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ooh, sorry, Kitty. Um, my favorite Ninja Turtle... Is <laughs> definitely Michelangelo. Oh, yeah, mine too.
2: He is a party Be- dude.
0: Because he's just like the the funnest guy. And Raphael's definitely the worst. Uh-huh. Donatello is pretty cool too, though. Like I would I would like it if like Donatello was my brother.
2: Hold on one second. I got the dog coming in here.
0: <laughs> Yay, what's your dog's name? Oh no, he's gone.
1: <laughs> he's off taking care of a dog. His name is
2: Napoleon. <laughs>
0: kind of dog is it please tell me he's small
2: he's actually about 90 pounds
1: oh my goodness (laughs) like the real napoleon
2: (laughs) yeah he's he's a pitbull mix we're not sure what with
0: that sounds great i love dogs this is a very pet heavy show it is our kitty is back on my lap
2: My, my cat has left the room and uh now the dog is in here i'm not sure if he just wants to lay on the floor or if he's going to one out but he can wait
0: yeah he's a good boy so, all right, Racks and Mister Delicious. First so of all, I've never heard of Racks. I had also
1: never heard of Racks. Had Apparently- you
0: heard of it, John?
2: Uh, just the other day, before this podcast. Interesting. And that was that was it. Uh, Simpsons writer or former Simpsons writer Bill Oakley has gotten into a sideline on on uh, Twitter and Instagram of reviewing fast food. So it's kind of kind of one of his. Special interest is fast food and fast food is chains. Rack
1: still around? I'd got the like I'd gotten the impression that they were out of business.
0: What do you mean by revealing fast food? Does he like put up his trench coat? He, he, and... re-
2: reviewing fast food.
0: Oh, reviewing. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, he reveals it, I suppose, in the video as well.
0: Okay, I thought he was like a flasher, but instead of him being naked, it was just like. A burger taped over his
1: junk. It would be, it would be like an unboxing video <laughs> where you you have one of those little silver domes that you lift up. Uh-huh.
2: Those have a name But under the trench coat. They have a name, and I can never remember it.
0: A platter, silver a food
2: dome, <laughs> serving dome. That I feel like there's another name for it.
1: This is the most important part of this show. Yeah, we have to we have to get this. We'll,
2: we'll get Mr. Delicious demands it. Uh, cloche, it's a cloche, yeah.
1: Thank Close. you. Yes, I knew French, that one. French for bell. At one point, just like just like the okay. cloche hat,
2: yeah. I'll forget it immediately I thought, yeah, after. I thought that was a hat. Oh, well, it's yeah, it's it French is. for bell. They have the same shape.
0: <laughs> no, I'm just imagining a person with one of those silver domes running around on their yeah, head. Th- that's why yeah. it's called
2: Taco Bell because you know it's a no. We discussed that. <laughs> we, we discussed no. that on another
0: show. <laughs> no. Yeah, so this Rax and Mister Delicious, we watched exactly two, two, uh, what do you call them commercials?
1: Commercial, yeah, words. I watched the documentary about it, but that was weeks ago, so I barely remember it now. This was apparently trying to like hook into the zeitgeist of the laid-back, ironic culture of the '90s, mm. where the the Mister Delicious character is like a he's a parody of a real fast food spokesman. Where like in one of the commercials he's talking about his vasectomy. Oh my God. Yeah, that God. was
0: weird. <laughs> it was real weird.
1: Well, hello, Mr. D again. Our subject, value express combos at the racks drive Through. These tasty delights are priced in low, even dollar amounts. So there's no change. That's just grand. Because Mr. Delicious just had some rather delicate surgery. If there's no change, he doesn't have to squirm so much to put it back in his pocket, now does he? He just grabs his combo and drives ever so slowly over the speed bump. Tickety-D. And like he's like talking about needing therapy.
2: Was this before or after the Arch Deluxe?
1: I think before. I'm trying to remember when I ate an Arch Deluxe. I think about it might have been about the same time. What's an Arch Deluxe? It's a food at McDonald's. Now I can't remember Arch Deluxe. I'm going to look this up. I think it was like them trying to oh market it to, to adults.
2: Yeah, and they they had ads of like Ronald McDonald doing boring stuff, <laughs> like a, like a, like adult crap.
0: Right. Oh, adulting was a joke even then, yeah. huh? Yeah,
2: and they they were, you know, they were cuz the, well, I guess McDonald's had gotten the, you know, with the with the clown mascot had to do something to gussy up their image a bit.
0: I like how it says this this arch deluxe fresh crisp iceberg lettuce leaves, two for each serving. <laughs> like that's somehow luxurious. Yeah. Two yeah. iceberg lettuce leaves?
1: The most expensive ingredient on the sandwich. Mhm.
2: Oh my god. Yeah. Uh I I had the chance briefly to watch one of the Mr. Delicious ads. Ah, this image I have, this is a print ad. When Mr. Delicious has doubts about his manhood, he goes for a beef, bacon, and cheddar.
1: <laughs> wow. It's like it's like wine pairings.
0: How do you doubt your manhood? It's just right there between your legs. You just gotta take your pants
1: down. It's like well, it's like fragile masculinity.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, perhaps you should just look at your manhood, and then you're, you'll be fine. Oh,
1: yep, still got a penis.
0: <laughs> I don't doubt my womanhood; like it's it's always there. He's
2: he being <laughs> being kind of a throwback character. I will say he does look also look a little like Charles Nelson Riley. So maybe that? maybe that's the source of his uh his doubts. Charles Nelson Riley was kind of famous for being famous for a time, but uh, famously on uh, Match Game. He was a personality on that show. Always wore a bow tie and was kind of flamboyant.
1: Was Match Game a quiz show?
2: It was a celebrity panel show.
1: I forgot that was a genre of thing.
0: Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah, there was, It's six celebrities and you're trying the the host to ask a question or he has a fill in the blank answer. And it's usually something with some innuendo in it. And you try to fill in the blank with an appropriate response. And your goal is to pick something that is uh, reasonable enough that most of the celebrity panelists are going to match your response. Hence the match in match
1: game. So this yeah. is this is like it's uh, like Hollywood Squares a little bit. I was going to say it's like Family Feud with only six respondents.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Now I want to watch Hollywood Squares. You know, I bet there are episodes on YouTube. Yeah, that yeah. or
2: uh, there's there's free there's free streaming channels that have. The, the buzzer game show network. Oh. I think really? it's on Pluto, yeah.
1: Do you remember when we wanted to watch American Gladiators and there was exactly one episode on YouTube? Yes. They
0: have a whole they have
2: a whole channel for that on Pluto.
0: Oh, oh good. I love American Gladiators so much.
2: That's my go to for uh if I don't want to think about anything and I'm decompressing after work.
0: That's cool. What do you do for work?
2: I'm a math tutor.
0: Oh or cool. instructor
2: with a with a franchise place so
0: Like, Kumon,
2: Yeah, kind of like that, except we're focused uh, only on math.
0: That that little smiley face always looks so sad on the Kumon. Yeah,
2: uh, I've had students say that, especially ones who've tried Kumon. They're like, are you uh, are you familiar with Kumon? And he he would make the face to me. (laughs) We're not supposed to badmouth other other uh, places. Yeah.
0: I'm sure they teach stuff fine. I'd give a laugh. nod. You can bathe
1: a bad logo.
0: It's, that's all I'm bad mouthing. It just looks so sad. Like, I wouldn't want to be tutored there. It I would mean, make I, me
1: sad. Honestly, I think, like, that's the place you take your kids when you don't want your kid to be happy. You want, <laughs> you want, your, you want your kid to know math instead of being happy. Yeah,
2: I'll say it's an up, it's an uphill battle sometimes with math. <laughs> trying Hopefully,
0: to- Winston has an aptitude for math. I never did. And I tried real hard.
1: We're all proud of you. Oh. Yeah.
2: If you ever need some tips, let me know.
0: Thank you. I
2: appreciate <laughs> it. There's more qualified people in this circle, probably, but uh, I use it every day.
1: So. Well, listen. You do this for a job. Uh, that's true. You're not allowed to have imposter syndrome about a thing you do professionally. So,
0: well, so does Alex. Are you? Are you not? Because <laughs> At the
2: college level. <laughs>
1: yeah, I definitely no, do. No, you're allowed.
0: Okay.
2: Oh, I'm an imposter about being an imposter now. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness, we're going so far afield here.
1: I like the. That's I, okay. I've seen people deliberately frame their imposter syndrome as them being incredibly good at fooling the world into thinking that they have worth. Yeah,
0: yeah I've, that's kind of how I've been uh, trying to frame it when I when I get hit hard with the imposter syndrome. <laughs> like, look at how good I am! I got them all fooled. Yeah. <laughs> They're paying me money to do this job. Uh, I'm sleepy.
1: Okay, we'll we'll, we'll wrap up the show. Do you want to do one more topic?
0: Yeah, let's do one more topic. We're we're done with Rax?
1: Yeah. I I think so. I'm sorry.
2: Rax, look it up. There will be a link in the show notes. Follow Bill Oakley on Twitter for more about uh, the the tweet. Bill Oakley actually tweeted about uh, Jack in the Box in the mid 80s, briefly rebranded to Monterey Jacks.
0: Oh, I like that.
2: And, I mean, I'm a, a, a SoCal lifer, and I do not... Well, I was also born around the same time, but I do not remember ever hearing about this. Right. They, they, did it, they did it for less than a year, apparently, but it was of that same that same vein. I think it was shortly after they got rid of the clown for the first time.
1: Mm, mm-hmm. The last time I saw a Jack in the Box ad, which was admittedly a long time ago, the clown was in it. Yeah. So that must have been fairly recent.
2: I, I remember Jack's comeback.
1: Oh, okay. So this was a there was a hiatus.
2: Yeah. Well, this whole thread had turned into all talk about it, but uh, yeah, somebody posted the commercial 1994. They brought brought the clown man back in the business
1: You know, like, like Jack's persona in those ads is not so different from Mister Delicious.
2: You're right. Yeah. He talks less about his vasectomies, though. That's true.
1: It's
0: true, which we all appreciate, or at least. Nearly all of us. I'm sure someone out there was like. Eh,
1: eh. I mean, it was the time of Beavis and ButtHead. Yeah, Ugh, I hated Beavis and ButtHead. I was into Beavis and Beavis and ButtHead. Yeah, I wouldn't. Have liked I would have you loved, loved these ads, but I'm sure you wouldn't have. <laughs> I would have loved those ads, but I probably still wouldn't have eaten the food.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna have to check out more of these afterwards. We've we've, we've talked about Rax and we've talked about Mr. Delicious and we've fulfilled we fulfilled our. Contractual obligation,
1: Scott. If you want more, go ask Bill Oakley.
2: Yeah, there will be a link to the thread in the show notes.
1: <laughs> uh, John, your topic is uh, Mariko. Oh, it's
2: me.
1: Do you, do you not want to do this one? Do you want to do? A- no,
2: that's fine. Yeah, the- or we could do mine. I don't care. I mean, this is this. Is, I think you're the perfect two people to be on for, for this one. So <laughs> okay, <laughs>
1: okay. Uh, John, why don't you read your topic?
2: Topic. Okay. There's the bucket. The Mariko Aoki phenomenon. The phenomenon of having to poop when entering a bookstore, named after the woman who experienced, after a woman who experienced it and brought it to wider attention, uh, through a Japanese magazine or newspaper. So yeah, so this popped up for me. Uh, there's a there's a mental floss article.
1: So has this been studied? Is this like is there, was there a control group?
2: Quoting from the article, a handful of small studies conducted in Japan have suggested that the condition occurs all over the country, and it's between two and four times more common in women than in men.
1: Uh, you sent us the wrong link. You sent us a link
0: to an Amazon deal. The Wednesday's best Amazon deals. It'll be in the
2: show I, notes. Okay. I don't Okay. Yeah, I noticed that, and then it said
0: wow. It's fine. It's just it was just funny.
2: There it is. <laughs>
1: This is the content that our listeners crave.
0: <laughs> My God,
2: this is gonna be this is gonna be like a a fifty minute episode for a, a, an hour and a half show.
1: <laughs>
0: so this is interesting. I mean, I've definitely used a bathroom at a
1: bookstore to poop before. Oh yeah, me too.
0: But I don't think it
1: specifically made me need to poop. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't observed this personally. But I'm this fascinated guy looks by like it. he
0: needs to take a crap.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: The only thing that triggers that for me is when I when I know I have to and I get home and I know the the time is near, like soon I will be able to. Uh Yeah. But not right now, body. Please, please slow down.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I definitely feel like the urge gets stronger as I'm getting closer to a bathroom.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, uh, that's weird that this this got named after this lady. That would be unsettling for me, personally. I wouldn't want a poop phenomenon well, to be named after me. You would write an article me.
1: about it in a Japanese magazine.
0: Not under my name, no. I would use re- a pseudonym. You'd,
1: you'd use Mariko Aoki's name.
0: Well, yes, now. Because I know her. Mariko is a
1: cool name. It is a good name.
0: Yeah.
2: I don't know if it's Aoki or Alki, but...
0: Yeah. yeah, I don't know either. But yeah, I'd, I bet this happens to people. I bet there's something about the smell.
1: Oh, the smell of a bookstore.
2: Yeah, the, the, there are there are some theories mentioned that maybe the ink or paper contains something.
1: This might be specific to Japan, where bookstores in Japan happen to smell like toilet, like like bathrooms <laughs> like in Japan. Toilets? Oh my god!
0: There's
2: there's another one that says that there's a you know a mental link that we've conditioned between books and pooping.
1: Oh, or sure, reading okay.
2: on the toilet. Yeah. It's also been suggested that all the bending and squatting while you do while scanning shelves.
0: Oh yeah. It just works it out of you. Mm -hmm.
2: And it goes, it goes on from there. Are there any other weird phenomenon, physical phenomenon that uh, have happened to you like this? Doesn't have to be pooping, but
1: I don't have a good example from my own life, but a friend of mine talked about how when he would play geometry wars there's this very particular filter sweep sound that happens like on the, the screen that comes up before the title screen. And that when he heard that sound, he would get the same full body sensation that he would get right before he would be about to do cocaine. amazing (laughs) and so i was like looking into this phenomenon and like apparently when you are preparing a dose of a drug or when you're anticipating a dose of a drug uh your body sets itself for it and if you take a drug without your body setting yourself for it you can overdose on your regular dose oh wow whoa yeah so if like if he played Geometry Wars without hearing that sound first, he might die. <laughs> uh,
0: that's weird. I wonder
2: what the Inception noise or the Law and Order uh, sound do to people.
1: <laughs> well, the Inception noise makes me want to poop.
2: <laughs>
0: <The> brown noise.
2: <laughs> yeah, if you hear the Inception noise and want to poop, you've got to make sure you're not in a dream first,
0: though. <laughs> that is true. I would really appreciate that, Jim.
1: I mean, we can just get a new bed.
0: That is a new bed.
1: We can just get a new new bed. Mm,
0: okay. This is going
2: to make potty training really hard. Getting <laughs> getting get get in the the inception uh, speak and say book for Winston <laughs> turning out to be a bad move.
0: Speaking of potty training and noises, like in in Japan, um People often will train their kids to to pee on command with like a whistle tone um, <laughs> when they're quite little. Oh my goodness! And so they'll the way they do that is when their when their kid is you know peeing, they will start whistling, and then eventually this the whistle will kind of uh, trigger their kid to pee, and that's, that's- how they potty train. Uh, that's how some people potty train their kids in Japan. And they're often like potty trained by like 14 months or something. Um,
1: and so like later in life, if that's the mom what I
0: always worried about is
1: if the mom is feeling like a pr- pranking their kid at the dinner table, <laughs> they can just whistle that tone. And yeah. the kid just wets his, the, the adult child wets his pants.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh my goodness! this This is gonna this is getting into some areas I don't want to get into.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, we can stop. Yeah, I mean, it's we're we're coming in on the end of the show, so yeah. we could just we can end it there if you want. <laughs> end it
0: on a a shrill note. Yes, on a
2: brown note. <laughs> I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> we're sorry this happened to you, John. <laughs> Content warning on the podcast.
0: <laughs>
1: Brown frequency included. <laughs>
0: Yellow right. frequency, more like. <laughs> right. Okay, yeah.
2: so then I, I wonder
0: if you want to teach
2: your kid to read and you want to potty train your kid, then uh, I don't know whether this this phenomenon makes it better or worse to, to do it at the same time.
0: Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they, they definitely like to look at books while they sit on the toilet. <laughs>
2: Everybody poops.
1: Everybody reads while pooping.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, so that's all the time we have for today's Topic Lords. April, if this is something that you want, where can people find you on the internet?
0: Um, you can find me on Twitter at aprilsore.com. Wait, no. <laughs> I'm not a dot .com. 1
1: 800 at .com. Net. <laughs> <laughs> dot
0: com.
1: Uh, and John, if this is something that you want, where can people find you on the internet?
2: Ugh, I don't know that anybody would want to find me on the internet after this.
0: Oh, hush. <laughs>
2: Uh, you can find me at you old so-and-so on Twitter. Uh, I've had a few random follows. I don't know if you were watching the show, but thank you, I guess. You certainly don't have to follow me, even if you're my friend. I get weird on there sometimes. Or you can find me in the Topic Lords Discord with my thoughts a little more gathered. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for being on. Thank
2: you.
0: Yeah, it was good to good to talk to you, John. <laughs> good to
2: talk to you. I, I hope I lived up to your uh, expectations.
0: Yeah, it was a great Topic Lords, at least for me. Yeah, me too.
2: We had fun.
1: Hi, this is Jim. This is the audio I append to every episode of Topic Lords. Congratulations to our newly anointed Lords. If you'd like more people to hear the show, you can tell your friends about it, or rate and review us on whatever podcast service you use. You can add content to the Topic Bucket by emailing topicbucket at topiclords.com. You can contribute to our Patreon at patreon.com slash topiclords. Patrons get episodes a week early, and you get access to the Topic Lords Discord, where you can discuss topics with all the lords that hang out in there. See you next episode!